What is up with that cup? What? Uh, this is um, that a, that's a weird cup. It looks like a like a bad okay. drawing of a cup. Here's something. <laughs> um, when it comes to coffee drinking or tea drinking, sometimes it's just the the aesthetics. Like I had that's more true. tea to to put in this cup to put in. I had more tea, but I wanted to drink out of this small cup because I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> I do like it. Is so that you, one of those double photo shadow things? Um, let me or see. Or is that just one? It's a, it's, a, it's a little coffee cup, and it says Heidelberg on it. And then, no, that's not one of the... Okay. No, no. Isn't it from Like, somewhere? oh, that's a skull. No, that's a lady looking in a mirror. Or, you know, that, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. That's yeah, that's Yeah, no, that's not it. But that's... Uh, yeah, we got this in Germany. Germany. In Germany. So, um, we've got a little visitor here today on the I podcast. Do. Potty Hello. break. I was really back hoping from that overseas, uh, eh? right? <laughs> you would come back with an accent. I know. My uh, I daughter Olivia is back. Welcome, sweetie. Thank you. Oh, it's good to be back. Do you want? Do you want like a? You need a pillow or a blanket oh, or no, something? I'm good. Are you good? You said yeah. you were cold before. I'm good. We brought the heater in, so. Oh, that's okay. good. Yeah, we got the fake heater. She's mm-hmm. wearing a lamb on her back, so I she's am. okay. I skinned it myself. <laughs> <laughs> she's been in England that so long that she's turning into a lamb. I am. She's turning into a sheep. Are sheep and lambs different? Yes. A lamb is like a baby sheep. Oh, okay. So, so it's not different. It's a cute sheep. When does it make the transition from a sheep to a lamb? I think a or year. A lamb to a sheep. A year? After, after a year, year old, it becomes a is sheep. Is there like a bar mitzvah for a sheep? <laughs> like when it's 13? <laughs> <laughs> Solid start to the show. <laughs> it's great. It's be a there great episode. Actually, Seriously. Is yeah, there like the a first, well, initiation? Well, the first week of school, we had... Um, a video of like what the sheep do when we're in lectures, like when we're not looking. And so we have a, like a tire swing and there was one sheep that got caught in the tire swing and it just was like swinging like back and forth, like stuck in this Wait, you have sheep at your swing. school? Yeah, they're, everywhere. they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. They're yeah. all around. Yeah. Well, then your question made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, it's out in the it's out in the English countryside. It is. So it's, it's in the middle of it's nowhere. A, yeah, it's a ton it's of like sheep. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And sheep, most of the time that you see them, they're not that white, fluffy. They're just oh, mostly yeah. got they're yeah, kind of dirty, rat, black, kind of black, like twitching, hair matted. Like, they don't like like if you go towards them, they like run away. Uh huh. Yeah. Do people but, eat sheep over there? No. Okay. I think it's illegal. Oh really? Mm-hmm. But my friends from the Faroe Islands, they eat sheep and they eat puffin. And they also eat whales. So they eat like everything they can find. Dang. Yeah. I wonder what puffin would it's taste crazy. like. They said it kind of tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. But. Cop out. I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they actually brought whale over. Really? Like, one time. Because my, well, my closest friend at school, her boyfriend came and brought like a bag of dried whale. And it just, it made the whole entire school smell terrible. Ugh. It really? Was, but it was really good. It tasted kind of like beef jerky. Yeah, I've had a cu- I've mm. had a puffin steak um, a couple times. Yeah, puffin steaks. I think they're really small. Now. It's a special at uh-huh. puffin fingers. <laughs> um, fingers. Puffin fingers. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of ranch dressing. It's really good. Deep fried. Anything's good with ranch. There's That's but there's true. nothing worse than worse than grisly puffin. It's like you, <laughs> you eat a piece of puffin and it's grisly. Yeah, I can't I can't chew that. Send that back. <laughs> Did you try the whale? Did you try? Yeah. The- you it did? was really good, actually. Really? I really liked it. <laughs> wow. What did you do? What did you do to this poor uh, girl? She's, she's so adventurous. And she's, and she, uh, my poor kids, Olivia's the one I would, I would have thought would have been least adventurous. 
because yeah. she's like me and that we're like, let's stay home and go to my room and <laughs> read my books and <laughs> listen to music and look at ourselves in the mirror and cry. <laughs> at least that's what I do. Oh, I wasn't so going to say it, but, but, yeah. but she's like, yeah, she's been everywhere. And we we're talking about that. I ran into a friend of yours, uh, Katie uh, Maurer. Is her name? Katie, Katie Maurer. Oh, Kate Maurer. Kate Maurer, yeah. She worked at one of the stores here last night and she was just... She, Saying she, we were proud of, like all these places we brought up. Oh, Libby's been there. Oh, Libby's been there. <laughs> Libby's been there. So, when you were quite like that when you were younger, no, I wasn't. I like, I didn't like change and I didn't like going anywhere. But my mom, some, I what she always changed me on that. She was just kind of like, I don't know how she did, I don't even remember what she said, but she just always like encouraged me not to ever be like that and that things will always change. So, you just kind of got to go mm-hmm. with it because I would cry, like, I would. When you yeah. guys would put your shoes on, I'd start putting my shoes on yeah. and I would like not want you to go. Like I had mm-hmm. really attachment issues. Like when we sold our vans, she cried. Yeah. I, the I'm not kidding you. The okay. Van. No, I'm not kidding you. That's I in was the homeschool video. That <laughs> Wacken Merch van, we sold that. <laughs> no, it wasn't that one. It was oh, the, the blue, blue one. one. That's right. Yeah. You sold it to, sold, sold it to like these scary Mexican guys and I was not okay with it. Okay. Let's, they're not uh, listening. Let's turn yeah, down can, the racism you, just a bit. <laughs> Sorry. But I just Well, they're Mexican like guys. They're scary. That's fine. They're, they were hey. scary. Okay. Um, but no, I was thinking they're scary that, to like, you. What were the things that like made like Sure they an drove off without paying, but <laughs> you shouldn't say, honey. <laughs> don't be racist. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm Been sorry. around too many Germans. Are they are they really they're very racist? Are they against yeah. you? Just everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like they would, I told my, you would, you had talked to my friend Pascal before, but he's like, I swear, like, I was like, if you came to America, you wouldn't last a week. Really? People would just like mob you because he's so (laughs) just really politically incorrect. But it's, I think it's hilarious. Wait a second. They would mob you in what way? Like he, they, he would be trampled. He would just get beaten up. Does he just what in America? Say things in yeah. public. Why? What does he do that would What's the, get him beaten up in America? Well, I'm not gonna say it on here. Oh, does he talk bad about America? Well, no, he just talks like bad about. I don't know. You like you talk usually. Oh, you mean? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but like, in oh, you know how people pay you to talk. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> you know what bought me this lamb that I'm wearing on yeah, my right, back? Right, right. <laughs> That right. kind of the reason I am the way I am, yeah, that's basically clothed you. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Enjoy those socks. That's seriously. That is. That is totally. Oh. That's true. Really, in a way. Uh-huh. Mm. My yeah. my weird, stupid way of being. We found that's a way to monetize it. It's weird. <laughs> I had my uh, my end of the year like evaluation mm-hmm. conversation with Todd the other day. Yeah, and I was talking to my roommate about it this morning. And said, I had a thought last night as I was driving to the gym and it was how odd it is that we all work for you, but Mm -hmm. you're not around in our meetings most of the time because it has to do with you, but it's not anything Mm -hmm. you really have interest in. Like we're just brainstorming ideas on how to make the company better. And, Mm -hmm. um, we kind of forget, or I forget that you're at the center of everything. Yeah. I feel like a whale. It's weird. I feel like a whale. <laughs> like you're in charge of washing me and these other people in charge of feeding me. The other people in charge of me that I don't like go up. Whale. Like if I go up on the beach, they'll Get push back me back. I'm just like, ah, ah. <laughs> like, you know, just getting me where I need to go. Make sure I have, I have plenty of plankton. <laughs> Or krill, whatever they eat. <laughs> no, it, it, and 
I think the way that we run this whole this whole affair is just is just that I don't look. I just don't. I've never when people ask. I never say people work for me. I just we work together. We, they work with me because I don't know, it's just a takes a lot of people to do to do to make this kind of magic. Yeah. Well, and I don't think it would have lasted as long if you saw it the other way. You know, there's a lot of guys that mm-hmm. do see it that way that. Yeah. cycle through employees like yeah i would rather see that if somebody's dreaming if they dream within the company i'd rather see them dreaming of the future making this better as opposed to going somewhere else and getting you know making something else better i just i'd want them to be i want to invest in this and right and uh well then you got to readjust to new people and you got to learn how to work with new people it's just nobody likes doing that you just sounded like john chris fun. right now What's that? <laughs> just the way, I that, did? that sentence. The sentence oh, and the way you said that. You gotta work with new people. <laughs> Nobody likes working with new people, man. Yeah, you get you <laughs> do job better. But you do that. But I do, I did a head, man. I'm a head. That's his stage voice. But yeah, you've got that certain little hollowness of your voice. That's when he's just kind of hanging out. He's like, oh, it's a disaster, man. Oh, <laughs> show. The sound guy's the worst. <laughs> he always texts me about uh, sound these guy. sound guys that he has that just uh-huh. don't know how to play tracks. Or mm-hmm. like he uh, he sent me an email that he got the other day from some sound guy who was apologizing for missing the track, and he was just like, mm-hmm. now. Does he that. try to do as many tracks in his regular show as he Age does with us? Out here, from what he's told me, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he only does that many when he is with us. Yeah, just because I'm already handling all your tracks, so he knows that I can. I can handle it. Yeah, because usually, I mean, when you when you have to deal with the sound guy that's there, hey, honey, what are you doing? You want to jump on? Jump on. The, uh, this is the end of the, uh, this may be the last, would this be the last show of the year? Uh, The last podcast? Oh, podcast. Um, what is, uh, it's gonna yeah, be close. This, will air, this will air after Christmas. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> we, I don't even really, what day will it be? It'll be a Thursday. So probably the last Thursday of the year. Uh-huh. It'll, that would be the 29th or 30th? Because Christmas well, no. is on a Sunday. Wait a second. No, because it's, today's the, tw- we're, we're doing this on the 19th. We'll have one that'll air this Thursday though. That isn't this one. But then we have another one. This one will be the one that'll air next Thursday. Yeah. I think we have, don't we have two buffered? Mm-mm. Okay, just the whatever. one. Do you want to, do we have? Yeah, let me see if I can do this while we're recording. I don't know if I can. Okay. But if not, we can pause. We were just talking about Libby. Um, oh, I think this is Being work. back and being adventurous and that you told her um, how you, how would you say, encouraged her to, that life is going to change and to be, what'd you say, Libby, that? Well, I, I don't know why I can't remember. I wasn't right really now, listening, but, like, but you what would always you? say, like, don't like be just like confined to one place. Or like, life is always going to change. Oh, like, like, all right, I try that. Everything's for a season. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. So you live your life in seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to work. What does that mean? Live your life in seasons. What do you mean by that? Well, like a little example like of Christian that. Christian seasons. Christian seasons. I'm like going through a season. Oh, when are you right going to start that? Oh, when are you going to? When are you going to start that? Not that thing. <laughs> Tell me. All right. All right. It's no, living life, in the moment kind uh, of thing. Life is seasons, Dad. Like, uh, here's a little example. Seasons come and go. It's a roller coaster of life. Sing that song. Which one? Everything. Okay, seasons, Elton John. Turn, turn. I don't know. Everything in a season, turn, turn. 
I just that is nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's not better than the real one. That was like Luke Bryan's version. <laughs> you should write Come that. on, girl. Come on. Do everything. Turn, turn, turn. Come on. Turn that wheel. Kick up some dust. That sounds nice. No, a little example is like when you when your kids are babies and you're like, are they going to always be spitting their food all over their bib kind of thing? This sounds dumb, but... And then you're like, just when you're getting tired of that whole, you know, thing, then they move on to another phase. Start smoking crack. (laughs) (laughs) They move to where they're picking it up themselves. And so then if you put that on a bigger scale, there's times in your life where you have a season for this and a season for that. Like I Mm -hmm. used to love to draw and paint, but when you have little kids, you're not going to have all your stuff just laying out all your oil paints and all that because they'll that drink would it. be terrible. They like, <laughs> they like the taste of oil paint. So I don't, I didn't have a season for that. And then um, as they get older, you're like, oh, I could reintroduce that season because, you know, you were in a... Oh, I remember I like to do this. Season. I'm saying season a lot. It's getting boring. Okay. See, mm-hmm. seasons. <laughs> it's a common thread. It is a con, yeah. And like, especially like the Christian community, it's been a bad season. It's been a pretty sad season. Yeah, let's come up with a new a happy word. season. I'm, I'm in a season right now that I just feel season like my life, yeah. the Lord is really bringing me through some stuff. Yeah. Really? He's bringing you through some stuff? Always. Yeah. Every day. I just think I'm in a, a season. stupid statement. That should be in a relationship. Thing. I can um, rage about that for a long time. Go ahead. Rage it. No. Rage it. And people will be angry. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? This is a happy show. <laughs> These are the people you want to make angry. Okay. What's going on here? This, is, oh. this hasn't happened uh, in a long time. No, it's cool, cool, but she's very. That's our cat. She just came right to me. She's not out able to kill her mice right now, like so she likes digging to, into oh, your jeans so right now. Does that hurt? Uh, Affectionate. I'm try- mm, she's treating you hurt. like a branch. Yeah. I'm trying to just be nice and slow with my movements. Why do cats do that? that- where, where they 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 like get dig it's like in? Stability. Is that, is that part of their nesting? Maybe. <sighs> yeah. It's their season. Don't you love it how she just puts her butt wave. right up into your face? Yeah, she was just. <laughs> I see it's weird. So is he going to leave a skid mark on my shirt? I always yeah. worry about that. Ow. Like, ah, oh. move that booty over a little yeah, bit. Gross. Oh, now she just <laughs> whacked him in the face with her tail. That's the coolest cat ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is like so good. She's beautiful. You're hurting my leg. She, the neighbors love her. She kills all the moles she in the neighborhood. She kills them. She's just, there oh. you go. Come here, Nancy. She, she reminds me of the cat. What a perfect from, uh, looking Did you tell oh, yeah. the story of what she... The present she had. This oh gosh, this week Hi, we're um, Mimi and we were all in up the upstairs area by the computer. You were you didn't come home yet, thankfully for it you. It was a day before. And then and for did weeks, Jackson say something smelled? No, for weeks I've been saying. And then Heather it said bad. It something bad. smelled, and you did. But I was like, I can't really smell anything. Spencer and I were like thinking something was in the chair. We like took the chair apart. Yeah. The big one. And then Spencer looks under this. What would you call it? Thing that little console. That little console thing. And he's like, up. Oh. No. I mean, it was a mouse that Nancy had drug oh, under there, ago. and it is—it just got—it was stiff and it just smelled so bad. It was a gift. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was Christmas like her Christmas time. present that she yeah. was hiding. And she wrapped it. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. Because <laughs> she under the dragged big blue jay into Livy's room once. A she did. Jay. It was just like feathers, feathers and blood everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I got to come home to that. Gosh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't look like they would be that mean. And maybe it's not. Maybe they're not being mean. It's, it's, it's just instinct. Yeah. No. It's a nice thing. Really? What that but, is, and oh, when they okay. bring one to your door, <laughs> when they bring mice and stuff to your door and rabbits and all that, that is, I think it's a, a form of training. 
they're showing you how to do it. Did you guys know about that? What? Uh, I've no. heard of this. Yes. When they, it's, it's some kind of a training instinct. They're showing you how to kill. Really? And, and hunt. Oh, yeah. And, like they would teach their babies this. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Were her class. She's trying to boss us around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she only does this whenever she's not hunting something or when she doesn't yeah. have anything else to do. She's more affectionate because she's not on, on in a tree or killing something that's too cold out right now. Yeah. So, she's checking sure making sure we're not dead because then she would eat us. <laughs> Actually, yeah. That's all it is. Are they dead yet? Are you dead? No. Okay, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of creepy because she sleeps on her big leather chair right at the end of our bed. Just, but it is true that cats like will hit you because they are making sure that you're still living. Tony does that. Like all so, the like time. they'll like tap your face, like when you're sleeping, like, mm-hmm. to make sure that like you're still alive. And like, I does heard, that to me all the time. I've heard. I don't know if this is true, but like if they like <laughs> like there was one time a guy died and then the cat like ate him. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, that could be true. You think that's true? I they've said I don't it, know. but it might have been the inquiry. Well, how, you're not going to eat. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to eat him. Like who knows? That's on the cat now. How much can a cat yeah, eat like at one sitting? It was just his face. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one scene from um, oh Always Sunny? Where she does that stand-up set. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> she's she's doing gimmicking. the yeah the open mic set. That's always That's sunny. So funny. Hey, how's it going? Philadelphia show. Oh, it's a show. Okay. Yeah. It's with Danny DeVito. Speaking of shows and comedy, we just watched. Don't, Don't think, think twice. twice. We did, and uh, we 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 did something we've never done before. Caleb came over and. We were going to just sit down and do the podcast. Freight left. He has things to do, I guess. So yeah. he's sick. Um, but oh. he had mentioned a movie called Don't Think Twice, by written by Mike Birbiglia. And I had, I rented it last week, but with Heather, but Heather had already seen it and I forgot about that. So I'm like, well, we're not, I don't want to watch it if you've already seen it. Let's watch something different. So we'll watch something different. I went back to watch it again, but it, the rental period was over, so I didn't get a chance. So... We're just like, let's watch it, and then we'll do a podcast and talk about it. And I so, watched it last night for the first time. Really? And I was totally okay with watching it again today. Okay. So you said now, yeah, you I said, said after watch watching, it it's called too. Don't Think Twice, and it's about improv, uh, an improv comedy group called The Commune in New York City. And, um, it, you know, so, so it's based around improv, but you got these five or six characters that are in the group. And it's really the main story is about their main character. One of the main guys who kind of gets on Saturday night live. That mm-hmm. was, that was the big, the big story. And then mm-hmm. how they react to that and their lives and stuff. Now you said yeah. that you couldn't sleep. You like were up for hours. Now yeah. were you, it was that a, were you depressed or what? No, I wasn't this, depressed. This movie affected um, you in some way. So let me preface that with, to me, the movie is more about, art and how to um how to handle success and how to define success Mm -hmm. and success was defined for each of these characters in a different way and so even if you're not a super comedy fan you'll love the movie because i think it's it's deeper than just uh improv but if you like improv then that'll be great too Mm -hmm. anyway um i didn't eat late last night and I didn't eat while I watched the movie because I wanted to like sleep soundly because I knew I wanted to get up early this morning, work out, and then do the podcast. So I was like, oh, I'll go right to bed right after the movie. 
laid down, couldn't sleep for like three and a half hours. And I don't know why. And it might have been the movie. It might have been just because my mind was racing about it. But um, I think it it was encouraging and discouraging all at the same time. Because mm-hmm. there's a character in the movie named Sam. And I think that everybody, everyone who watches the movie will want to be Sam. Like we all want to be, we all want to. Committed to art. Love. She was just committed to yeah. the art of improv. She wanted to stay there. Didn't really want to move on. Yeah, didn't she wanted to be successful. No, she right. didn't want to go on Weekend Live, which is what they call this show that is just like Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live with without them using the name Saturday Night Live. Um, and so then there's another character. I don't want to give it away, but there's a character that, that makes the show. And I find some of myself in that character, but I don't want right. to find myself in that character. Okay. Um, but he's a that, great guy. I thought he was Jack? a great guy too. Yeah. That <laughs> character? You're not giving things away totally. Okay. Spoiler oh, alert. Three well, minutes ago. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I know most people aren't going to watch it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Like I would hope that I, I would still stay true to my roots and where I came from and help my friends out and uh, stick my neck out for them when I made it to the show, which is something that he was struggling with. And mm-hmm. Um, but that's a tough call because you could stick your neck out and like they were portraying in the movie, then you have no platform because you're gone. And right. I think and now like you he have didn't no, have control you have no over way to that. do anything for anybody. Right. And that's, that's what I think is hard is like wrestling with that and mm-hmm. like what's more important, like success and having a voice or mm-hmm. being happy with and content with what you're doing. And Jack wasn't happy and content. And so that's why he pursued more. So maybe that was the right thing to do mm-hmm. for him. But for Sam, it was better for her to stay. Yeah. I thought they portrayed the, and, him as happy though, even before seemingly, but he was always in pursuit of a different goal, but he didn't seem portrayed as disgruntled in the position he was in before he made the success. Right. No, that's right. They yeah. kind of made him, I thought they made him look like a pretty decent guy. You know, like before and after. Yeah. And what was interesting was he got what he wanted, but even at the end in the last scene, he didn't want to go to New York and catch the train. Like he wanted to stay with them and go. Well, because he was, I think because uh, I think he found that being on the show, making it to their Saturday Night Live show, he was alone again and he missed, you know, Mm -hmm. he missed, he missed that, that team and that family, which was the improv team, even though it was imperfect. But that was the re- something real. Mm, yeah. Whereas I think that he got a taste of the industry yeah. and realized, okay, this is just about, wow. you know, this is a product now yeah. for the most part. Because I was thinking everything, everything comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. Whether you stay with your friends and are content in that position, yeah. the cost is you don't make it all the way to the dream that you are intending. Mm. You make the dream and your cost is leaving behind the things that were comfortable and, you know, content. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. um, so it's all mean, at a cost. There's that one scene where Sam leaves the improv group at the bar and goes and hangs out with her students and just has a blast partying with them. And it was, you know, it was, um, what's the opposite of foreshadowing? It was near shadowing. Whatever. Were you callback? <laughs> yeah, I guess it was like a callback to the beginning of the movie when they were all doing that. The mm. improv group was all doing that, and she like missed that, so she went to mm-hmm. just 
to the new thing to, to right. do that because I think that well that filled a need in her though too from her life I believe she was she ran away from home at age 16 they said so it's like you know that's just yeah. one of the needs that she had was just mm-hmm. that family she doesn't need doesn't care about success. I want I want that togetherness the connection mm-hmm. yeah. that was more important and that's something that makes you think too that people want, they, they come with yeah they have a lot of similarities but they also have totally different needs and backgrounds mm-hmm. and you know, and, and you want to, it's, it's tough to keep that together because there's so many different pieces to the puzzle and you want, and you want to, um, oh, I don't know, they, they're in different places. Mm-hmm. They're in totally different places and they, they intersect at one point and that stays for a while, but then it's just, there's no way to really keep that together. Mm-hmm. But how do you see this like movie and the way that this whole thing's played out, like amongst yourself? And other comedians that you've either worked with or still work with, not Mm -hmm. to name names, I'm not saying that, just the whole idea of these platforms or, or just friends who never made like a, I think someone who's really brilliant and hilarious is Gary King, Mm -hmm. but he's an auctioneer, which is not, that's not a, but that's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. totally sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, But he He sells large industrial equipment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. I'm sure there's that. Of course you, I, I think you would want to. so content too. I don't know if by being yeah. a comedian, but just being funny and doing it is fun. You realize he's done it enough to know what, what that feels like. I think the movie also like, cause what I was thinking during it is just like, you can be at the top and get to the top, but like, then what? Like, mm-hmm. then what comes after that? Like, do you, are you feeling fulfilled? And, like, I remember mom and I were talking about this, like, a week ago. But it's just, like, every, like, season or whatever that you're in, like, you can make it the best. And it's, like, it's your attitude. And, like, I, you could be in a really crappy place. But, like, if you make it, like, the best that you can make it, mm-hmm. then it could be the best time of your life. But, like, and let's say you get to the top. But now you're, like, oh, I'm at the top. I don't really have to put any effort into it. And it could end up being, like, you just don't feel fulfilled because those things can't satisfy you mm-hmm. like at yeah. all. You know, I oh, absolutely. Like, it's living in the, it's all about living in the moment. It's that that's where life <laughs> happens. You know, life isn't, aren't these huge thing, you know, you aren't built around huge events or events. Yeah. They're about the everyday, you know, mm. being, finding joy and finding peace where and you're think, at. Yeah. I it think doesn't that's mean you have to like, stay there and be happy with it. You can, you can, you know, want to do yeah. bigger things I think, and like, different things. Social but. media is a big, like kind of thing that plays a big role of like, um, quick satisfaction, especially for like kids my age. And I even find like, I do it all the time. It's just like constantly checking it because you like, Oh, maybe I'll get a little bit like more satisfaction from that. Mm-hmm. But then like at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I'm still at the same place I was at the beginning of the day. Like nothing mm-hmm. has changed. And it didn't help you and progress. It just, yeah. And it just makes you go up and down and up and down and up and down. And like, mm. oh, I'm like, oh, I'm not that, oh, whatever. Like, and it all sounds stupid, but I think it's really like, I think it's really detrimental to the, our society. Are you saying like it's because of, it generation. becomes a comparison thing? I think so. Yeah. And I think it's just like trying to make your life better than it actually is. Like in like a virtual way, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Instagram life. Myself. It's all about, and we talk about this week. It's like, I think a lot of people want an Instagram life. <laughs> yeah. But they, on a MySpace budget. Mm-hmm. You used to do it with creative memories before there was technology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like, it's not like, yeah. I'm glad I just never got into any of this stuff. That stuff just wears but me Emma out. But Emma said, Emma made that joke. I thought I laughed so hard this <laughs> week. Emma, our friend, 
She said that she wants to travel the world. Well, but she, she just graduated. She's right. totally done with college. Yeah, totally. She wants to travel the world, but she doesn't want to get a job. <laughs> okay. That's the definition right. of a well, millennial. All right, go. <laughs> and she I was, laughed, made the, though. We made the, yeah, oh, she was joking. It was hilarious yeah. and she's funny. But the the thing is, is that, you know, yeah, you can travel the world. I, th- I think traveling just when you have money and when you don't have money is a totally different experience. Yeah. Me, I would, I've done both. I would rather have money, have money and travel. <laughs> it's oh. a lot, yeah, that's I it's a lot Keegan, warmer. That's what I tell King and Spencer. I go the, you know, it's nice to be married young too on that end, but um, I don't want anybody to be dogging y'all because you'll do these things sooner. And then when you get to the end of your life, then maybe when you're older, you'll be established and you can just travel and do all these things with your money and be young enough still. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. both ends are good because obviously we had kids later and, mm-hmm. and that's still good. It's not a deterrent on any side. It's just Plus that you're sometimes healthier, in society, yeah. kids are saying, oh, you should wait. You should wait to get married. You should wait till you, you know, sow your oats and do all these things. But I think either way you can, mm-hmm. and you can also do when you're married. Well, and if there's no formula. If no, there's you're not. only married once. You won't know the difference, <laughs> you know, like you won't know if right. it was a good idea or a bad idea. Right. And you've heard. Mm-hmm. People that have come out of horrible marriages and divorce say like, we got married at the wrong time, but I didn't know that. I just thought this is what marriage marriage was like. We were yeah. fighting all the time, but I was like, oh, this is normal marriage stuff. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, it's not. <laughs> a, little, a little much. Your relationship sucks. That's not normal. <laughs> it's like our, the joke we laugh about in um, Eugene Merman did this joke about, he was t- made a joke about having a kid, but we're going to raise him. We're, we're going to raise them, pick a religion, but we're going to like make stuff up. Like, <laughs> you know, and they get, like we're saying you're Jewish and he make goes, up different he goes, traditions. <laughs> he, what, was, what was the thing goes, this is the, this is the holiday of Travela where we ride our bicycles in circles. <laughs> like, like, like he thinks he's Jewish. That's what yeah. Jewish people do. He goes, that's not Jewish. Of course we're Jewish. We kill a dog every morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's not- Just make stuff up. That's awesome. That's not Jewish. Uh, well, in the movie, Bill, the guy with the glasses, did you remember what he said when he was sitting on the couch and he's talking about- Oh, oh yeah. I figured you would, that was a, a very poignant thing. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. So yeah. for those of you that haven't seen it, he says, I feel like your 20s are all about hope and then your 30s are all about realizing how dumb it was to hope. Do you think that that's accurate? Or have you seen that come to fruition no, in your own life? No, because in my 20s, I was hoping to get make pay the bills. I mean, it's like... Do comedy. Huh? And do comedy. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think my 20s was more about desperation. I got to find out. I got to do... I got to, you know, I got to find make some friends here. Because I was out of... Coming out of baseball and all the college disaster that I had. What that turned into, which was fine. I mean, it was just part of life, but... Yeah, I was is more. And what do you say about the thirties again? You spend your thirties uh, thinking about how dumb it was to hope. I think is what the quote was. Yeah, I can see where he, as that character, would say that because those that group were uh, getting in their late thirties, didn't have uh, romantic relationships. At least they weren't portraying them, or any kind of. I don't know. I didn't see like a stability yet it seemed like it was still it's a, it's good what they're doing that's fun to do the improv thing and all that but it's also could be viewed like he said he didn't want his dad to die um yet because he didn't want his dad to view him as a failure mm-hmm. before he died and so i felt like he wasn't established so when were you successful in your 30s 40s mm, well i mean 
At what know, age were you like, what, we're good? How, how are you defining, I guess, yeah, that's defined define. success? I mean, like, stability, you weren't I worried about for me, paying success, the bills anymore. For me, success was finding something I knew I wanted to do and that this is at least knowing I was on a path. That was success for me. What's that start early? Success for me was, okay. And we could pay the bills. Here's what it was. It was, it was not only finding a path, but I knew I was successful when I realized that, okay, I was doing a show. And there's a thousand people in the room and I know what to do. I know exactly what to do. And I'm going to drive this bus. And I knew, okay, to me, that's success to, 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 to have something that you feel competent at. Like when I see somebody who you take your car to them, I don't know what's on the, it's just, it's not turning on or it's not doing and this guy knows. Okay. I know what to do. Mm-hmm. That, that feeling is if you've got, if you've got that, I think that's, that's part of it. And also you asked about hope and it was it dumb enough to hope. I think for people who are really into themselves and just all about them and, and kind of, you know, selfish. Yeah. Maybe that's, it's all about hope and oh, well, hope for what? It's usually best just about you and whatever you think happiness is, mm-hmm. but it's really, and I was talking to Heather about this. She's like, what'd you get out of the movie? I'm like, well, what I got out of it was you lose your life. You gain it. Mm-hmm. You lose this. Yourself. Uh, you just get out of yourself, Focus, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's, that's my main thing is just getting out of myself. And it's so, and there's so many patterns you're in, like where we, we had a discussion this week and it's just like, she's like, you're in, you're just talking, you're just bringing it back around to yourself again. And I'm like, <laughs> it's true. but you're right. <laughs> and it, Cause she was talking about something she was going through and, and I was like, yeah, but I'm just, you know, I'm just having a lot of this adrenal issues and all this. And you go, well, there it is. There's about you again. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to talk about something different. So, um, do you do that sometimes? Sorry to interrupt, but do you do that to relate sometimes? Like, uh, would you ever, would you say that? I know you're not going to, you're going to say no, <laughs> but would you say that sometimes you're saying, yeah, I get what you're saying because I'm doing this. And then you go off on this rabbit trail and you start talking about It was the same topic, yourself. yeah. Um, well, when I hear women talk... That's what I, what I hear a lot of times when women talk, they're just giving right their own perspective on things. Sometimes they're not following up on what the other person's saying. Right. And I'm like, you're not really asking them questions, but they're all doing it and they're all seem to be fine with it. But how do you feel about you? That's what I'm asking. That's true. I'm not about myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. I like my family. I, Good I, answer. I, I, Good answer. Mind, it's all right. I mean, I'm just shriveling up as in my soul right now and dying. <laughs> On the outside, I'm about other people. Okay. Oh, that's funny. So let's not talk about me. <laughs> well, the reason I um, ask that is because I find myself doing that. And I'm doing it right now. I find myself like somebody mm-hmm. will say like my buddy just came to me about relationship problems he was having with this girl. And I was like, okay, yeah. well I know that with me, I dated this girl That's and this it. was a problem. And, and then suddenly I'll find myself 10 minutes later talking about that. And I just, I wonder if mm-hmm. that other person's like, I think the dynamics are different. Or, yeah. No, I think the dynamics are different because that friend is coming to you and you're going to use what you know from your experiences to help him. Mm-hmm. But when the dynamic becomes you've been with somebody for many years and you already know exactly what's going on, you know, uh, there's a different dynamic going on there because yeah. you're just coming to him like, I need to be heard and I need you to comfort me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need you to relate to me right yeah. now. I've been married but- for 23 <laughs> years and we had we had a a thing, you know. A, a tiff. A tiff. A, a, a tiff. We had a smidgen of a tiff. 
right? Is that accurate, Olivia? And she and she and she was she was upset. She was upset, and I just sat there. And she's like, get over here and hold me, you moron. <laughs> You're just going to sit there? And I'm like, here's my wife of 23 years. I did. Get I said that. Crying. And, and I'm just like, it's, 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 yeah. really, it's, it's really like surreal. Malfunction. Yeah. Goober garbage mouse. <laughs> you guys sound exactly the same. It's hilarious. I've been practicing. <laughs> Welcome to the law firm of Goober, Gob, and Schmaz. Bling, bling, dingy dong. You can have Caleb do impersonations of you. Oh, he's, 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 <laughs> I'm an just helping him. Uh, yeah, and, uh, but, yeah, and she was, she was upset. And I was, she's like, get over here and hold me. And she was just. <laughs> But so like, you're doing well, yeah. that for your friend. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. He's actually coming to you for advice. Cool. Yeah. You're gonna have to use your thinking, experiences. I was thinking, well, she does. Okay, she doesn't want any part of me right now. But like, that's what <laughs> well, my like, job this is, what is. This is about. That's what your job is. And but wouldn't you say that sometimes that's true? That sometimes you don't. You're like, I just need to spend some time alone. Yeah, but then I wouldn't be coming to him. Okay. At that moment, see, I'd and be, that's where go away. My I'd brain yes, away. just yes. doesn't. I think as men, we just don't get that. And I've, I haven't been married, but yeah. I've In done that similar sort of thing a thousand you, times. Yeah. If she comes to you or if she's upset about there not being a connection thing going on, then that's when you want to definitely make some connection mm-hmm. moments. And she's like, put your clothes back on. Not that kind of connection. <laughs> Gosh, you said connect. <laughs> I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to give you some therapy. therapy. <laughs> yeah, you're gross. What do you uh, mean? I'm your husband. <laughs> this did not happen. I got needs too. Let's kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> oh my god! You know how when you go TMI for Olivia, you go, you go run on a treadmill at the gym, and it just has presets, and you mm-hmm. can't really control the speed. Is that kind of how you function? There's just like wow. a preset. There's like three, yeah. Yeah. three buttons. But this is the mode. This is what I do at this time. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You blame it on the machine. Yeah. yeah. And it's like women yeah. have all these in-between modes. Like oh, they yeah. can control their own speed and like yeah. the incline and decline. Oh, and we're just that's like, true. I have a one. I yeah. push the one yeah. sometimes. Yeah. No, women, no, no, women, no, women, no, women have yeah, their really own true. multiple speeds, but they also have a blender. They're making drinks. They're, yeah, they've got, you know, they're painting. They're doing all that'll be my first comedy once. Oh, that's good. I told my parents the other day. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I was just thinking I do that on the treadmill, like where I'm thinking, um, I can change it up, I can override this mode that it's on. Mm -hmm. And while I'm on there, I'm looking out the window thinking, Oh, I need to, you know, pull the weeds out there. (laughs) Do think of all the projects to do while I'm on the treadmill. Wow. What a great way to look at that. It doesn't make. I me can crazy. override this. You look at treadmills like you look at men. I could do that with it, and then we can. We <laughs> need to put this. over here by the window. <laughs> maybe it'll serve my needs better here. But really? then, serve my somebody needs might better? walk by, so we need to put a curtain. <laughs> I don't want him seeing. <laughs> but then one of the kids bling doing doing. Okay, so I want to go back to that hope quote because I'm not ready to let this go yet. Because okay, I have a question for okay. you. Okay, so. And I, I know the answer, but I want to ask for everyone else. Um, if let's say that your twenties were that was mm-hmm. that period of time where yeah. you're, uh, you tell me when did you know you wanted to do comedy? Twenty five, twenty, twenty three, two. Well, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I wanted to do it. I, I guess I wanted to try it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we were, you were working at Olive Garden. We were in college, and yeah. everybody's like, "Go do a bit." So we wrote we wrote an act. Cool. Mm-hmm. So would you say <laughs> that at that time you were like, "This is what I want to do. My goal is to All do right. this with my life and be successful." Um, I I don't know if it was a goal. It was just. Were you hoping that it would work out? Yeah, you know, when I think back then, I think about how ignorant I was because I had no idea what was. It was like ignorance is bliss kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where and I do believe this. If I knew how bad I was, then I would have quit years yeah, ago. Yeah, this is great because those sayings are so true as yes. you get older because love is blind too. Because I thought he's the funniest. He is so hilarious. And even if he got up in a crowd mm-hmm. in our 20s and not everybody laughed, I'm like, they just think they're stupid. Yeah. You know, like you're in love and you don't care what anybody, yeah. you're like, he's good at this. Yeah. yeah. We need a, you need a fan in your life. And she was one <laughs> yes. of my fans. That's what you need. One of? I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hit the one! Hit the one! <laughs> Preset! Yeah, just cool me. down, cool down. <laughs> need to walk for a second. Um, oh, that's funny. So you, you said that you don't, you don't really buy into that quote from the movie. Like, that doesn't apply to you, right? Well, too many, too many comics, and more than not, well, they, they come from this tragedy plus time equals comedy. Oh, yeah. And I just don't. I don't think it's really necessarily tragedy. I do believe, I don't, I don't think a tragedy. I, I think it's more, um, uh, out of, I, I, I said, just said the word. I do this out of desperation. It's more desperation. Right now? No, no, no Comedy for me was oh, more desperation. Yeah. Cause you're getting fired from others. Yeah. And desperately, <laughs> you desperately want to fit in. You desperately want to make a living. You desperately want to know what you're doing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Dak Shepard. I'm joined by Minister Mouse, Monica Padman. Hi there. We have a really fun show we want you guys to join. Uh, We talk to celebrities and professors and lawyers and doctors and very smart, interesting people. And we find out how messy their lives have been, how many twists and turns it took to get to where they're at, and a general exploration on the messiness of being a human being. And of course, Monica's, you'll get updates about her. Love building life. project, love life, <laughs> you name it. So if you want to join us, please follow Armchair Expert to get new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Plus, find your other favorite podcasts free on Spotify. It was so much desperation going on. So I really didn't have a plan B, yeah. which was good for me. Um, so it yeah. kind of forced me into this. And I still, I still have a healthy amount. It's good to be a little bit desperate mm-hmm. in your life and in your career, knowing that in the back of your head that, you know, okay, I've got, I mean, I've got a DVD in, in the can, but I'm, I go, I, I, I got to, you know. That's what drives you, I keep think. Keep kind of yeah. driving, but I enjoy doing it. I forget, what do you say again? In helps. your 30s, you realize how dumb it was to hope? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so here's my question like for you. Mm-hmm. This is the, the headline question that I've been trying to get to through all these other series of questions. Would you feel the same way about that quote as you do if it didn't pan out for you? Uh, if you had to go deliver groceries and your kids are the same age that they are. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Because from a mm-hmm. third perspective, from like a yeah. listener, sorry, I feel like I'm interviewing you. I don't want this to be weird. No, that's but good. I'm just we're, really we're talking about the movie. Sure, I'm sure. interested in this. Yeah. So uh, let's say there's a there's a, a, a guy in his 40s that listens to the show mm-hmm. and he's always wanted to be a comic mm-hmm. and it just yes. hasn't panned out. So yes. he is miles in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's going to look at you and say, yeah, easy for you to say, buddy. Like mm-hmm. hope right. is everything. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. question. you have a winding staircase in your house, <laughs> you know, like whatever. Yeah. So what would, 
I, I, I would, what do you say to that? I would say, I would say um, look around. You got to get a broader perspective on the wonder of life, just being alive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, going back to the basics, you have, like I said, you have a computer made of meat in your skull. Yeah. I mean, you have, you know, I mean, it's everything is wonderful. Life is a wonderful, amazing thing. Especially if you so really, options. if you really think about it for everybody. Yeah. Options and just the opportunity you have to connect with other people and to just go out there no matter whether you're driving, you know, you're, it's not, it's not about the thing, man. Well, even the it's option to the, learn other things, it comes at not as much of a price as it did when we were younger. Like you can just go on the internet and learn yeah, that's things. True. You can do so many things mm-hmm. now for like free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do this show from a free program on my computer yeah. and this interface I think was $150 and this was less than a hundred. Mm-hmm. These mics were like a hundred a piece. That's it. Yeah. Less than a thousand dollars. You can put out a radio yeah, show. You can no. save that money. You can have a bake sale and get that money. Yeah. If you wanted to do something like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a process. And I think if we get so tied into these one, it's, it's almost like I talk about being a Christian. People talk about your call and they say, this is my call. And I got, I got to hear God has a specific, this is exactly what he wants to do. And I, I don't want, you know, I don't want they get all geared up about that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to miss my call. And I don't want to miss God. And I don't think God cares. I just, mm-hmm. I don't think he, he really cares about that type of minutia mm-hmm. in most, in most cases. It's all about, yeah, it makes too many people it's all crazy. relationship. It's all about your, just, he wants to be with you and he mm-hmm. wants to, you to be with him. And I think that stuff takes care of itself. Even this, what I was telling Libby too, like when they were littler and I'd always traveled most of my life and uh, Mm -hmm. done mission stuff and whatever. And then they were little and I was, you know, feeling like I'm at home, I'm at home. (laughs) My husband Mm -hmm. goes to work and I just felt like God was saying, and I'm like, I'm not on the mission field. I don't feel like I'm really doing anything for God. And we were really in a legalistic church too. So that added to the pressure. And I knew God, at one point, I can even remember what I was wearing and where I was standing at the kitchen sink. And he was like, you know what? Look, Missy, your mission field right now are these kids. They don't know Jesus. They're, you're mm-hmm. going to raise them up in the yeah. way that they should go. And that was comforting. It's like, yeah, this is my mission field. Like, I'm okay with that. And what was cool about letting that idea go was the next year someone sponsored me and paid for everything for me to go to Mexico on a mission trip with the church. So I left the kids at home and went on a mission trip. As you know, even a mom in that moment, but I've, you know, God always, he always does. It's a, like it's that. a focus issue. Yeah. It's a focus issue. I mean, you can focus, there's, you know, there's a, a, a thousand things in this room right now and we can focus on whatever we want, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and you can just about life. You can, there's so many things you can focus on that will put you in a, in a state of joy, in a state of, you know, and there are things you can focus on that'll make you miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, you know, if you're listening to, to news all day, you're just going to you're just going to shrivel up and think the whole world is, you know, it, just disastrous. And there's yeah, so well, many good things going on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're sitting in your house reading internet news, like you said, and you don't go spend time with, with a human being and mm-hmm. you don't have that, that yeah. um, human interaction, life is going to suck for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, it was stupid to hope. Like, it was duh. stupid. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I can see somebody who could see that. Yeah, you could focus on that. that but there's... If you want to see it that way. Yeah. That, yeah, that was like Miles' character. It's really a choice. In the movie. He just, 
he wanted all he wanted to do was be on Weekend Live, and when mm-hmm. he couldn't get it, he turned into a big crybaby. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think people want to blame other things. Oh, that's like, what I was gonna say. Totally, they want to they want to yeah. blame. Like, oh, well, that's that's the reason that I'm. No, there's yeah. always a reason they you're, don't get what they want. You choose. You, you no, chose. You're the reason. Yeah. Well, when him and Jack were out, and he asked for, he was being so selfish and asking for Jack to, you know, pitch his his uh, writing packet, mm-hmm. and then Jack was like, I, I'm not really in a position to do that, and he raged on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like you're so egotistical, your you're so so. You yeah, your, your hat, you know? <laughs> like a yeah. big baby. And and yeah. that was, I think that was Berbiglia's point in writing that line. Like, look at your hat. He's like, it's so stupid. Like, this is what we do. And the irony of it all is, Berbiglia is like one of the top comics right now. Oh, yeah. You know, he's a he genius. Wrote the movie. Yeah. Um, but I I think that he he wrote that from uh from a place that he used to live in or he might even yeah. still live in yes because that deal a, with yes that's a big thing in that section of the industry being on saturday night live and i mean that's like the it's thing secular. i mean you hear mark yeah. maron talk about it all the mm-hmm. time i mean he's been he's been uh i don't want to say upset but he's been talking yeah. about it for years yeah about how he never <laughs> got better. on you know yeah and i think that's one of the one other def- definition of success that you're not tied into result mm-hmm. you're not tied into I've got to, I've got to make it a little bit better than the next guy. You know, yeah. I've got to, whatever that means, I've got to, if you can just disconnect from that and not be affected by it, not be affected by the world, be in the world, not of the world. I guess that's part of what that means really. Don't you think a little bit? But the thing is a lot of entertainers can't do that. I mean, I, I was hard. thinking about that when I was watching the movie mm-hmm. while I'm watching these guys, I feel like we're kind of watching our life in some degree or the paths you take and the friends you have that are comedians and I, I just feel like God, there's something about your mind where God has created that to be in a way, this sounds terrible, a bit narcissistic, but I think there's a better word because that's a really harsh word. Proud? Not even proud. Um, very, Self-preserving? Very focused on, the thing is, it's different. Like a salesperson goes out and he sells a product and he can be all about this product and know all the information about this product. And in order to sell it to the people to make the money, he has to sell the people on this idea of that product, what, whether it's soap or shoes or whatever it is. But when you are in entertainment, you have to sell your, you're the product. Mm-hmm. So you have to sell what you are. Yeah. So it's like survival mode. Yeah. So everything that you're doing for your career is about who you are and what you do. And it seems like the only, there's probably a better word than narcissistic because that's pretty. I mean, I think it's a survival instinct. It's like providing for yourself, but it is a, it is a weird, it's a weird idea. And this thing that we've created as humans, the entertainment industry, you're right. It's like, well, think about the mind about that. Like the mind of like a salesperson, they have to study, they have to go to seminars, they have to read up, they have to know all the minutiae about this product. They have to answer every question that that person's going to have. And then you're the entertainer person on that same level of thinking and you are who you are you are the product that you're (laughs) You're, selling and then you're the person who has to sell the person on who you i don't know it'd be weird that's that's what's nice about getting to the level where you don't have to do that anymore like you don't have to call churches and say hey Mm -hmm. i tell jokes here's my vhs tape or my eight track or whatever you're doing yeah that's the way it was (laughs) and and now you have you have other people that call and then other people Mm -hmm. handle it and you just show up and yes um i'm sure that would be uncomfortable to an extent when Mm -hmm. you're pitching yourself. I promise I'm funny. I'm promise I you know, I'll make mm-hmm. I'll make your volunteer staff Christmas party the yeah. best it's ever been. Yeah. Well he's not good with confrontation, so he never really went face to face as much as like 
ideas that people gave us, like uh, you should give a letter, uh, uh, you know, like a flyer to someone who liked your show and have them send it off to mm-hmm. five other or so they're selling other. you. So they're, they are they're, selling you. They're selling you. That that was, you know, I wanted to get there really quick, and that was the good way to do it. And then you two became and then your yes. assistant Thank manager, you, Jesus, right for under Todd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sold you. Dan That's Ripple awesome. was like, do YouTube. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. So what would you say is your your headline takeaway from the movie? Die to yourself? Yeah, it really is. It, 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 and once you lose when you really get keyed up in results, you really lose when you, you, you think, oh, if I, I got to get there. If I can't get there, then it's just... That's because you're living, you're not living in the present. It's all, you're just worried about the future and that takes away your life right now. And that's where life happens. So. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why in the beginning I said, Mm -hmm. I think everybody wants to be Sam. Like Mm -hmm. Sam wasn't worried about the future or like, I mean, she performed that show by herself. She was going to do that act by herself. You're you're right. That was a powerful scene. And that's, that's really the, one of the, powerful things about that movie is that as improv you have to be together mm-hmm. it's all about the team but the but the movie outs off the stage it was about mm-hmm. you know individual you know does that work in life too well i think the answer is yes mm-hmm. it does work as a team but but there are different in the improv thing it's it was one goal mm-hmm. to to do a show and to provide to provide scenes but how does that look mm-hmm. in real life yeah. You know? And that was the symbolism of the chairs. I heard Berbiglia talking about it in an interview. He just loved that picture of the six chairs on the stage and then them, you know, setting up all of them and then kind of moving them out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, it's one chair and, you know, she's performing by herself and yeah. they never sit in the chairs Well, they do for some of the skits, but they just mm-hmm. kind of walk up and, mm-hmm. you know, push them away. But, um, yeah, it's cool. But and it's cool all about image. yes. And they say it's yes. And that's what improv is. If somebody says, I'm a, I'm a penguin. You don't go, no, you're not a penguin. You say yes. And you're a, a lovely penguin. Uh-huh. You're really going on. I, I think that we need to be, I would want to be more like that in my life. Uh-huh. Like if Levi comes home and says, uh, you know, I want to go, I want to go to, uh, I want to drive to Mexico. Yes. And, and to you're know. going to, and you're going to, <laughs> and you're going job. to pay that with bean magic beans or, and you're going to, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it's like, I think it's more about, uh, I don't, you know, you don't know the answers. Be encouraging yeah. about it, but it, let's, how are we going to make this happen? Yeah, yeah, it's more positive. I think more good things can come out of that mm-hmm. than bad. Well, I don't know anybody that responds well to no. Everybody wants to know why. Mm-hmm. I want to know why. If I say, hey, I want to do this, and somebody says no. Even if I'm like, hey, dude, can you hang out? No. Okay, well, why? Because <laughs> I don't believe yeah. you. Yeah, that's right. I think that you just want to sit at home and watch Netflix or hang out with your girlfriend that you hung out with last night and the night before the night before that. So yeah. come get Chipotle. <laughs> Stop being funny. a baby, you know? You mm-hmm. and Spencer are a lot, a lot of like that way. It's like, no, get your butt up and let's go. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's good, though. I'm sure all my friends hate me, hate no, me for that. I think they like it. I think it's good. I they am, keep coming back. I am. A, that's true. So well, that's some just, may hate you. I mean, that. I am a why person. Yeah, and... Uh, I always feel dumb for saying this, but the older I get, I realize, uh, how dumb it is to care, um, uh, too much about people hating you. Like I just don't really, or to be bothered. Maybe care is that good much word too. Oh, yeah. like you're not bothered. Yeah. Well, and if I'm going to have care about it, yeah, not- I, it comes from a genuine place. So if you're going to get frustrated with me for 
trying to spend time with you, then that's fine. This you know, is good I don't really for care anymore, you know? <laughs> our relationship. The spending time and wanting to I'll document connect. this episode and listen mm. later. <laughs> <laughs> Letters to my future wife. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's but yeah, cute. I yeah, I totally I totally agree. I think I one thing about myself that I would like to improve would be just that I mean, I'm forty eight years old, but you still, you know, want to improve, but it would be that to be unaffected, to be even though you're a little bit, you know, afraid to do this, say strike up a conversation with somebody you don't know mm-hmm. or just make an observation without, Oh, they're going to judge me or they might think I'm a weirdo. Oh. Not being, if I want to do just doing it, doing things in life, mm-hmm. even though you're a little bit, yeah, it my goes friend against did a cool thing. When she turned 50, Elizabeth Whetstone, when she turned 50, instead of actually making some kind of bucket list, that was all about what these things that she wanted to accomplish that most people talk about in mm-hmm. these bucket lists. She was like, you know what? I wrote a list of 50 things I've never done that because they were uncomfortable. Like one was, um, you know, making reconciliation with her sister. And one was like uh, asking someone who didn't have enough money from work to go on to treat them to a cruise. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. stuff that you don't necessarily want to do, but uh, it was just an extension of helping other people really not not helping necessarily but just doing something that was uncomfortable i think 50. that's where you can find more fulfillment too is when you do something that you never thought you could do mm-hmm. yeah or like you never wanted to do because like uh, for me at least like i found like taking risks like once you've taken that risk then you're like holy crap like i feel alive yeah like mm-hmm. you don't feel alive until that moment that's true yeah. so it's like and you look at that you look at that situation now totally different yeah where you're not you, you've conquered it almost. And it's, there's a confidence that comes with that. Like mm-hmm. with me, it's pull-ups. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's good though. I that's mean, cool. they, when you sit a pull-up bar, I always so I look hard. at a pull-up bar, I'm like, oh, I can't do those. You know, that's something that, you know, I just felt defeated by it. But mm-hmm. I got a pull-up bar and I put it in the garage. And, and you can do that. And now it, it's sure. like there's a strength and there's an ease to it. Where it's like I got that, that those muscles now. And I can, yeah. Cause you know, like, the not, more you do these things, the easier it gets. And it's increments too. Mm-hmm. Like it probably wasn't that fun at first. It was no, uncomfortable it wasn't. at first. It was uncomfortable knowing cause I didn't, I know I'm still, I'm bad at this. It was revealing. You stink. You can only do really one and you had to kick to do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I can go now and, and just do five and feel better than when I started. So, um, yeah, that's what it's, it's yeah, pulled for me. That's good. But we can talk, we, this is a good, uh, we can do that like, because it's the kind of a New Year's episode. Yeah. We can talk about maybe uh, something that we want to conquer or something that, would that be a way to, a good way to put it? Sure. Uh, without saying New Year's resolution? <laughs> yeah. New Year's, <laughs> New Year's conquering? Uh, yeah. Ken, Ken Kington has a great, he has a word of the year. Like every year he has a word. Oh, that's oh, yeah? cool. I have like, that too. This um, comes up though. Like, like jolly or, you know, just, um, com- committed or that's a good idea. That's just his word. That is his filter for the whole year. Ken is awesome. We need to get him on the show again. Yeah. That dude. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be good in this conversation. He would, but yeah, a great movie. Don't think twice. Don't, that was, a. that was one of those that does that, you know, it's a great movie if it makes you think. And I think mm-hmm. it was written from a really, really intimate place. The writing of, was so good. The script was mm-hmm. unbelievable. And he is such a good actor. Yeah. Just the, and watching it with the subtitles was interesting because you can see what, what the script said. Yeah. 
And um, I, I watch more movies now with the, with the subtitles because you too. can't. There's too much loud loudness, but when it goes soft, you can't hear a thing that they're saying. And yeah, so I think more times than not, we're watching movies with the subtitles. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, I liked it because you could see how they kind of made the line. I wish life came with subtitles. Because <laughs> what is this person saying? <laughs> what? Who are these people? It's like Jason. Which Jason had hey, subtitles. What, 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 <laughs> that's all his would say. Hey, can we? Can we? Can I show you my formula with the country music? Yeah. Um, I gotta go. I'm gonna go. You do? Okay. Bye. 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 Where are you going? I gotta go take cookies to Jackson's school. Take. Okay. Did you make them or did you buy the cookies? <laughs> Mm-hmm. She bought them. <laughs> she bought the cookies. Quick ob- observation before we go to the music. You know what I, I don't like about book reading? And I was going to get you guys' input, Libby, because you're a reader. Mm-hmm. Is when you're reading a book, like the first part of a book, and you look up and it's Roman numerals as page numbers. You're like, ah, <laughs> oh, come on. You feel like you're not getting credit <laughs> until the numbers actually yeah. start. <laughs> <Do you have> that? <laughs> yes. Do you have that feeling? Isn't that yes, weird? Yes. Like I should be getting credit it's so for this. <laughs> You're like, ah, so I ain't reading no that. pages with yeah. Roman numerals. <laughs> I can't read books anymore. Oh, I love books. I can't. It'll come back. I See, can't. Yeah, no. Okay. I went through a long time. I've actually just started reading again, but I went through like four years where I just didn't even want to look at a book. But now I like have like this hunger again to read them. Mm. And I think it's because when you read books, like. It really makes your mind, like your brain just works faster when you read them. And I notice such a difference not reading because I'm like, why can't I think of words as quickly as I used to be able to? But I think reading like just kind of brings that like you're constantly like, I don't know, mm-hmm. brings like a different um, speed to conversation. It's like maybe working out. Is it like maybe yeah, working out is because it's so hard to, those it first couple is. of weeks. And it sucks. Yeah. And then, of course, you're still on the... Roman numerals. I think you're exactly right. Week, but. It, 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 it kind of, it, it makes you more interesting. I it believe. does. I think like I had a friend like at school who just always would read and she was just so quick and she was mm-hmm. like, and she always said, she's like, I was terrible at school. Like I got a 2.0, like I was not good, but like you would never, ever, ever think that cause she was the best conversationalist. And like, she was just so full of just like information all the time. Yeah, And it was because she was always reading and she'd always like say things that no one else would really think of saying. I don't know. I think it brings like, it's really good to do. And I think like you said, it is a lot like working out. You're working out your brain when you're reading. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm, I'm actually going to go up after this and pick out a book to read, but. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's also, um, I think the best good writers are good readers. You know, the people who Mm -hmm. are writers Mm -hmm. who write the books, I think they're, they're good readers as well as like Eric Clapton. He, he talked about, you know, mu- musically that he just listened to all this music for years and years and years. And then he started writing because he became a good listener. Mm-hmm. I believe that that's what makes a good artist. You're just most of the time starting from you're, you're you've got so much stimulation and so much education mm-hmm. that you have a lot to bring and yeah. a lot of references and things like that. But anyway, I, I, but the Roman Newell's thing has to stop. I'm just, I don't even read book. I read a book, start with a number start or they, those pages would have deserved their own numbers. You know, <laughs> don't give me that. The don't preface. give me that Roman numerals. I feel that way about ads on podcasts. If there's an, if the first mm-hmm. like five minutes is an ad, I'm like, why wouldn't you put this, just kind of intertwine this throughout the episode. So I'm forced to listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, skip, skip, 
skip at the 15 like four times yeah. unless it's bill burrs then yeah. i listen because they're hilarious all right so let's go uh talk about this as we uh finish up um last week olivia just to, to bring you up to speed we came up with i did i came up with uh just this observation on country music which we love to hate it the bro country you know the new country yes and just how it's a lot of it tries to, they do this hip hop thing. It's like a hip hop kind of a vibe. Yeah. And we listened and I, I took rap. 30 minutes and I, and I had like 12 or 13 songs. That I just pulled off YouTube. And, did you do the thing where you put them all together? Well, like we could, but it was, it was a lot of the, it was basically the same song over and over okay, again, yeah. whether it was a girl or a boy singing it. And we were in the basement listening to country music. And, you know, Jackson was like, turn this up. This mm. is. Dad, why do you like country music? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> bang, bing, bang. Do your work. Shut up. Uh, but then Levi and I, were, were, we kind of made this observation that what I call, it's eight, weight boom. That's what I call it. Eight, weight boom. That's the formula for like a lot of new counts. country. Eight measures of singing. Weight Wait meaning kind of that drop where mm. it goes nothing and then mm -hmm. boom into the chorus. And I can show you. I can, you want me to show you? Do you, yeah. can you? Can you pull it up? Which one do you want me to pull well, up? Well, let's see here. Um, let me look at the list. Uh, pull up the uh, the Sleep Without You, Brett Young, Sleep Without You, I think it is. And we're just gonna, it's called Eight, Wait, and Boom. And I'll show you how, how it works here. And I want the listeners right now to, uh, you can you can kind of do this on your own. This is your... Homework is find a country song. It's not. It won't be hard to find that will have this this same element, the same vibe about it. Go ahead. Play. So there's this music. It'll be musical interlude, but it starts when the guy starts singing, and I'll I'll count it down for you. Okay, ready? One. Two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, wait, boom. <laughs> That's it. Eight, wait, boom. Okay. Now go to uh, Blake Shelton, a guy with a girl. Oh gosh, I hate this song. <laughs> this is Blake's new song, A Guy with a Girl. See, we talked about these last week. It was more that kind of that hip hop <laughs> kind of vibe that they're they're trying to be so hip hop. But this is more This is more uh scientific. Eight weight boom. Right? Sometimes One. I'm the guy with the ball who's kicking it back. Two. Alright, let's go to uh David Nail, whatever she's got. David Nail. Is this the Hold the Baby song? Please tell me it's that song. Uh, no, but we will play Hold the Baby. <laughs> I love we that will song. play Hold the Baby. 
Oh, I was editing the podcast and I rewinded that a couple times. Did you? Oh my god! You gosh. should see her smile when she holds, holds a baby. baby. No. Oh yeah, uh, we'll play that for okay. you in a second. <laughs> this is uh, David Nail. I think that's her name. His name. Whatever she's got. A little musical interlude. A little intro. I don't even remember. I think this one is one. One. Okay, that was nearly. Nope. <laughs> it's pre-course though. It's so here kind Wait. Ooh. So that was ten. That was ten measures. In your defense. Wait, ten. Boom. They waited into the pre-chorus, which was only another two measures. Okay. Which is typical. So okay. There you go. I think it's go to fits. Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah, boy. My girl Kelsey. It's just. It's uh. This is scientific. Eight weight boom. Did you come up with this? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was we, <laughs> patent pending. <laughs> Eight weight boom. See, do you hear how they're all? Yeah, they are. They all sound so similar. Chord changes are all. You should copyright this. Measure piece. Eight weight boom. One. Two. Three. Wait. Boom. There it is. <laughs> See? I've never seen him so excited about anything. When that chorus hits, he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it, man. <laughs> should put this in the live show. We should. I was just thinking. We should. Um, what's another one we did? Uh, low Cash. Play that one. Low Cash. I know somebody. Isn't that wild, though? That is funny. And that's funny. How have you I'm seen the one video where they just mash it all together and just like, oh yeah, and it sounds th- like the well, same could do, song? You could do you could do the same thing with this. Yeah, you could. Because I mean, it's really some of them. Even they'll do the slow version, like a, they'll just slow it down. But it's really the same. It's really the same formula. Uh-huh. So this is low cash. I know somebody. There you go. Girl, I've never seen you in this town If you need somebody to show you around with Three <laughs> I know somebody Four yeah. <laughs> It's a little too loud yeah. to talk in here And your Six. eyes are saying you want to disappear Well, seven I know a place and I know somebody Eight. Somebody Wait. with a sitting right outside There it is it's ready to I ready to I'm so surprised that more of these songs don't have pre-courses Yeah yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not because yeah, they want to get to the chorus as quickly as possible. That's the thing. That's you. You're thinking mm-hmm. that you do, like the, the the industry. They're like, we got to get to the chorus by this time. Like, this Somebody is when you got to get there. That. One of my buddies was writing. In you got you got to hook. He em. said that's what they were looking for is mm-hmm. a chorus. Like if if your chorus doesn't happen within the first thirty seconds, yeah, they won't buy your song. They won't. Oh, wow. They like won't. It won't get on. Radio. Let's do one more. It's Let's really do. Uh, this is a new one. Granger Smith. If the boot fits. Not if the shoe fits. This is the country. <laughs> if the boot fits. What do you think, honey? I love it. Do you like country? Um, 
No. <laughs> no. Sort I, of no. Like, I like the older country. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Dixie Chicks and all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. Got the new stuff. There's some good new stuff. I, lo- we, I mean, we, I do love Carrie. I always will. And Carrie's in her own league. So. She's her own deal. Some arts is a good record. I think she's that like Taylor really Swift. She's just like a... Yeah, and I love Taylor. Taylor's... Daddy wants you back two by midnight every time we're together. Three. Yeah, that's my dilemma. I need more time with you. Four. See that whole hip hop. Yeah. Five. Six. You know it's coming. Eight. Wait. The hand motions are the same every time. That's On the it. Wait, it's a point, and then it's like it's a, a point. Like a you gotta wait with the boom. When you wait, hit wait. You point forward, I and think then the thing about you boom country, with your fist down, like yeah. you're a hammer fist. <laughs> Like the thing about these country songs is they always like, I feel like I'm at on a float trip. Like every mm-hmm. time I listen to them, yeah. they just bring me to like, music usually yeah. brings me to like a place and yeah. like it always just brings me to like gravel and like snakes yeah. and, and like, if you were an alien, if you were an alien and this uh, is, is this, if you're an alien and this is all you about heard about country folk, <laughs> they would be covered in dust. They would be on a float trip, yeah, right? Yeah, like. Popping a cold know. one. Kick, sometimes I'm kicking it back with the boys. Gosh. <laughs> kicking it back. So <laughs> you know what's funny is when it hits the fifth measure, with most of those songs, if not mm-hmm. all, when it hit the fifth measure was when they brought in the other half of the instruments. Mm-hmm. So the beginning is like acoustic yeah. and yeah. like some trap beat, and then they'll bring in like an electric part and some keys and yeah. the fifth so uh, everybody, <laughs> oh, listen. I, go do your own. Do some homework and uh, come up with your own eight weight boom. <laughs> and um, it, it won't be hard to find in country. And uh, I'm sure it's probably in the pop world too, but more so country is. That's good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been more proud. Well, I feel like I feel like uh, I've done something. You know, like I've I've. Been, Changed found something, something or, or discovered something mm. and I'm like one of those like a pioneer almost Christopher yeah. Columbus no I would yeah or I would maybe a detective about, like about a the detective. same level eight way boom yeah. Tim Hawkins comedy det- or a country music detective um did did that movie Berbiglia's movie uh give you a uh give you any ideas about the movie that you're wanting to write or did it was uh-huh. it encouraging? Yes. Or just like if he yes. can do it, I can probably do it. What, what's sort of thing. In, what what it's smart about that movie is that it doesn't try to once again choreograph huge scenes where a bunch of people you have to choreograph a bunch of people. It's it's just a small amount of people and in simple scenes and letting the characters develop where you're, you know it's character development and um, and the dialogue was was kind of believable it was really well done i i think i would think that dialogue is really hard to write oh yeah really yeah. hard to write well, i think it helped that uh three of them had improv experience mm-hmm. and they're all comics to some extent yeah. and so they knew how to handle the conversation and i think they're friends so yeah. that helps too yeah when you're, you know rather than just throwing a bunch of actors mm-hmm. in a room right right um but i mm-hmm. i look forward to whatever comes of that. Yes. I think that will be awesome. Yeah. That's, you know, and that's when we talk about things in the new year and something I've already started is, is getting into film and, and that just seems to be the logical, logical next step to do at least to, to get some experience. There's so many, there's so much that I do know, but there's so much that I don't know, which is a, 
that's where you want to put yourself mm-hmm. in, a, in a position where, okay, at least I know I'll make this step and I know it's going to stretch, stretch me and stretch everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And so it's, mm-hmm. I look forward to it. It's one of those, I know it's going to be difficult, but we're going to be glad we at least tried to do it. Yeah. And I think so. there's, there's a lot of room to grow with the podcast too. Oh yeah. I think we could do like potty break live where we do, mm-hmm. we do like a live show where we have like a panel. And did have, you ever yeah, do where absolutely. you like did the competition where someone like won? And was able <laughs> no. To, did, no. Okay. <laughs> no, they, uh, a couple of the listeners created their own, uh, like political race oh, okay. and campaign on Twitter, but it never, <laughs> we never picked anybody. Can I go to the bathroom real quick? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'll get us fired up here. Livy. Give me the uh, three words that best describe your first leg to mm. England. Wow. Um, tough. Um, well, I'll say challenging. Um, joyful. And um, hmm. I don't know. I think like I guess change would be a big one, too. Like, I feel like I changed a lot and I feel like there was just a lot of change that like took place in a lot of other people too. So yeah, definitely those three. Why was it challenging? Um, wow. There's a lot. Um, there was just a lot of, uh, just attack and like on just so many different like levels. Um, like I'll just give like a brief overview is like within the first two weeks, a girl like got hit by a tree. Like oh a tree branch fell out of the sky and hit her. Oh my gosh. And um, there was just a lot of just weird um, spiritual darkness kind of things going on. And I had talked to a friend who's an intern at the school and she's just like, like the school has never seen like this much like darkness, like so evidently. And so, but it was really interesting because like, I believe in like all the charismatic things. Like I believe in like the gifts and that God is constantly like working. How dare you? Who do you think you are? It's disgusting. But there was a lot, a lot that didn't. And so that was like really, really tough because I was one of the only ones who did. And so like bringing that side of God, like to the school was so challenging, but it was like at, at like the end, like the last day, um, one of the guys who's very theologically minded and was con- like the exact opposite of me came up to me and was just so like, I'm so sorry just for like pushing you away and pushing you away. And wow. like, so that was like so amazing because I just felt so worn down and just so like beat up by all of that. But yeah, yeah but it was just so like rewarding, like having that. So yeah, that in that way that was challenging, but it was good. So I mean, what's it like being back in the States? You've been back here for 24 hours, 48 hours. Um, in the States I've been here since Thursday. Okay. Well, no, I guess Friday. Um, today's Monday, right? Monday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I got home yesterday in the afternoon. So, uh, what are you loving right now? Let's wrap it up. You know, I thought about that. Up. I was stressing over that cause I knew that you were going to ask me what I'm loving, <laughs> loving having my daughter home. Oh, yeah, she's my little sparkles. <laughs> she's doing so good. I'm loving that she's just continues to amaze and just um, that she enjoys her life and that she's she likes to take risks and she's just very confident, very authentic. Aww. Um, I just love my kids. I love my kids. 
They're so cool. You do have cool kids. I mean, it's, I, and Heather taught, we were like, how did they become so, how did they become so great? Why do we, and, and I think it is, I don't think we really, and you can, you can chime in on this. Um, I think we just treated them like human beings and we didn't, you know, we, I don't think we, I don't think we really pushed them. We just loved them and supported mm-hmm. them and. And uh, I don't think we just, there was no, a lot of drama. Mm. They were just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's what you're going to do. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's just, well, you know this. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I don't think we're very authoritarian. I think there's times we put our foot down. Yeah. No, you're not doing that. Like, no. Yeah. Because I know like a lot of my friends um, or people just I met, like, especially in the Christian community, community is like, they were so sheltered. From so many things. And, like, not that we weren't, like, protected from things, but you never, like, said, no, you can't do that. Or, no, you can't go Mm -hmm. to this party or whatever. Like, we were never, like, they trusted us. And they, like, allowed Mm -hmm. us to do things that most kids don't even get the chance to do. So when they're out, like, college and everything, then they just do everything and go crazy. Well, as we, like, we don't want to do that. It's like there's nothing to rebel against. My parents were the same way. I just didn't feel like I had anything to rebel against. Mm -hmm. So, and and we don't worship our kids. Too many people worship their kids. Oh, my gosh. They spanked us. Thank God. Oh. But, and then now you're just like, I kind of do worship my kids. In a way, <laughs> it was like they're cool. <laughs> they're cool, man. They're so cool. So that's man. what I'm loving right now. I'm loving it, and I'm just I'm loving the holiday. Livy, what are you loving? I'm loving being home. Don't say being home. Okay. Um, I don't know. I want to get into it here. What are you loving right now? No, what are you loving <laughs> right now? Uh, I say music. I've been really like, like I've been writing, and I got to record this past week. Which has been so fun. Yeah, what Did you even know there? that was going to happen? No, it was so like out of the blue and like I've always wanted to and it's always been a dream of mine, but I've just never known like how to get that rolling, how to start that. And it just kind of fell into my lap this past week, which I've been loving and loving, loving. So that's been really fun. What happened there? I saw your picture and I totally forgot well, to ask you Well, she's flying home from England and she, she stopped over for a couple of days in uh, Boston, mm-hmm. in Rhode Island and stayed with... Her her aunt mm-hmm. Heather's sister, <coughs> and then and her, Heather's sister was recording or yeah, so she's a musician. She has been writing for commercials, and uh, she had this one song that they really loved. But um, they did they wanted a younger voice, like more of a storyteller kind of voice. And my aunt's like, "Oh, I have like the perfect person. My niece can do it." And she's actually like coming home and stopping here, and so it was just such perfect timing. And I was able to go to the studio and just. Record that, and then the guy, as payment, let me, like, record my own stuff. Well, let me me just break in here, because we're like, oh, Libby's, okay, she's at Jen, she's safe, because there was some delays and stuff with the flights. Oh, how's she doing? And then the first picture I get, she's standing at a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) She looks like she's doing okay. That's awesome. Did you enjoy the process? It was amazing. Yeah. The guy was so cool and so great to work with, and, like, so it was, like, a really good, like, I don't know, kind of, like, push into like okay I should probably get this ball rolling like because I do love doing it and I always have but it's like being home it's like you're kind of in this place of just stationariness and like mm-hmm. not monotony monotony but like just kind of you know you're just home and you don't really like think oh I need to get like the ball rolling but leaving and not being home is just kind of like okay 
I have a lot and I should like be taking advantage of all the things I have mm-hmm. like at hand. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was amazing. It was cause it was weird. I had written songs for my roommates for their Christmas presents and I wanted to record them. And so I recorded them with a friend at school, which was the week before I came home. And then the day after I had done that, which is the first time I've ever recorded ever. Um, my aunt texted me and was like, Hey, do you want to like record for like, uh, this thing that she was doing? And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is just so weird that it's happening like all in this week. And yeah, yeah it's been really, really fun. Um, but yeah, so I've been loving that a lot. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I love, 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 love recording. Yeah. It's really fun. It's so much different than performing live. I bet. Or even writing. It's just. I bet. Because you have complete control mm-hmm. over how things sound. And, and it's, I work do it well over again. under pressure. And there's that like, they say if you can't get it in three takes, then Ooh, you're the not zone. good enough. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. And so you got to, especially with vocals. Yeah. I get really nervous recording vocals. Yeah. Just yeah. because it's so, uh. You're so vulnerable, especially listening back when they solo mm-hmm. your voice. It's like, eh, do I yeah. sound like that? No. <laughs> yeah. And we talk about that when I've, when I've sing vocals and the hair and I'll play it back, just the vocal without yeah. the music. And I do this thing where I exhale at the end. I'll be a pretty pink tractor. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. No, I do like a lot, like, like you can hear like my uh-huh. mouth opening and I'm like, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll do that when I'm going through editing the podcast. Sometimes I'll just, I'll loop one part where, you know, Freight is like, or I'll go like, or like somebody will just make some funny noise. Like, you know, it's funny. Just, just settling into their yeah. sheet. What have yeah. you been loving, Caleb? Um, I subscribed to How Premium. So I get all of the Mark Marion WTF podcasts so i've been going through all of these episodes that you can't get mm-hmm. on the podcast app um and just obsessing over that so i listened to like robin williams mm-hmm. and have you heard that episode yeah oh it's my been a while. gosh yeah when he talks about uh he does the um the commentary with himself and he talk. what do you call that commentary with yourself where you talk back and forth to yourself um, is that like the stream of consciousness? You talk that back the same and thing? forth to yourself. Yeah. What is that called? Isn't there a name for that? In Dialoguing. Comedy? I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. He does that and he talks about, um, how he would never commit suicide. Mm. And then he, oh, wow. you know, did, yeah, it was crazy. So anyway, uh, going through all that and some of Mark's first episodes. And I just think I'm really fascinated by him. He's, um, mm-hmm. it, the more you listen to him, the more you're kind of like, you feel like you really know him. You're like, I feel like this guy isn't really that mean. Like, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Have you ever listened to his podcast? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh and just comedy in general. Um I am totally obsessed right now just with comedy and the stories behind mm-hmm. bits and comedians and their lives and just how screwed up they are. <laughs> yeah. And um you're not like any of the guys that I listen to. Oh well. Um you might you might I, be more I got, on the inside I, need, I got work willing. to do. Then you're willing to reveal, yeah. But you don't, you know. They all kind of, kind of joke about how messed up they are and how angry they are, and and mm-hmm. um, I just don't feel like you're like that. And it's interesting. Well, I'm. I guess I shouldn't be. I think life is 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 constantly. You feel like it's a work in progress, and you still there's tendencies 
mm-hmm. things that draw you back into old habits, mm-hmm. you know, things that are intensely trying to take you off course and to distract you. And, and, um, so, and, and once again, like we go back to what we we're talking about before, it's just to coming back to being grateful and to be, to really know, um, you have some proper context in your life. What's, and, and the things that you, these, these, and what you let your mind dwell on mm-hmm. more times than not. Um, so, and it's really a choice. It's really a choice of what you want to focus on, what you, and, and, um, like we said, not worrying about the future, or regretting mm-hmm. the past, just mm-hmm. being yeah. in the moment. Cause that's when life happens. Yeah. I say life happens when you're making plans. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of these guys have the mentality that hatred drives content. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, Mm-hmm. the the more upset you are off stage, the better you'll be on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, well, and that's what, well, and that's one of the reasons I think I've been successful at just connecting with folks too. And because it, it's been on a positive level, I think we, we provide not only just comedy, but there's, they can take away more than that, mm-hmm. more than that. And they're not, we're not just trying to get a laugh and moving down the road. We're really trying to, to, to help folks with what we know how to do mm-hmm. and serve people with, with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even with a podcast too. I mean, we don't know what we're doing, but I think it's, um, you know, we're letting people in, but it's more than that. It's not, it's a two way deal. So. Yeah, definitely. I was uh, listening to an episode this morning where, um, it was the 200th episode where he brought Berbiglia on mm-hmm. to interview him, which is just amazing. Yeah. And, uh, he said, Mark said that, uh, he got to the point in his standup where he wasn't sure if they were laughing at be- because mm-hmm. the joke was funny or if they were so uncomfortable that they didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, gosh, can you, can you imagine like performing that way? No. Like if you were telling jokes that you were just pushing the limit so far that mm-hmm. you couldn't even tell if, and you know, the limit is subjective, but, mm-hmm. um, you didn't even know if they were laughing because it was funny or because they just wanted to leave the room and they didn't know how yeah. to escape. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ugh, it's just icky. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's, that's one of the, f- I don't know if it's a fear, but it's something that I get concerned about too. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm just trying to think up bits that will make people laugh. I mean, I just want to, um, you know, just express and, and always stay with that, that love of, love of laughter of generating of, of generating laughter not just um i don't know mm-hmm. not not making it such a process i wanted to have life in it and and meaning in it and um authenticity whatever you want to call it yeah how uh if you had to to uh put it down to a percentage how much of your act would you say is like or how much of yourself are you revealing through your act um, wow. Like how honest are you really willing to get from the stage? Um, well, there you go. I mean, if you're really honest, it's like when a woman says, I want to know what you're thinking. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't want to know what I'm thinking. You don't want to know what most men are thinking. It's, 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 a, it's <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a circus. That is very it's a true. circus. And you have no, I don't want you to know what I'm thinking. This <laughs> is a, yeah, this is a party you don't want to be at. Yeah. I don't want that on my Instagram bio. (laughs) Right. It's a party you don't want to be at. That's Um, awesome. uh, Yeah. But I'll say this. I think the more you do it, the more revealing you are. I don't know really what percentage that is, but it it doesn't, I feel like it increases. Like now I'm not trying to fool people or be witty. I am just trying to tell the truth. And, and that's where a lot of, I know where, I know where most of my laughs come from. And that's just from people relating. And 
to, to what I have to say. Yeah. Marin said, I know I sound like a total Marin fanboy, but I've just been listening to a lot of him. He said, uh, being edgy is being honest. He said, mm-hmm. I don't believe that there's such thing as just like telling a joke for the sake of it being over the line. Like if you're being mm-hmm. honest about where you're at, that's being edgy because, or, or transparent, mm-hmm. I guess is a better way of putting sure. it. Like if you, if you, uh, wrote a bit about whatever you're thinking about or struggling mm-hmm. with at two in the morning, yeah. like yeah. that's edgy. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, no matter who you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good, well, that's a good challenge too. Um, but once again, I think if you're telling the truth and it's funny too, you're going to get, you're going to get away with it more often. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's a, that's a bad way to putting it, getting away. You're not trying to get away with it. You're just trying to address something. Yeah. And there's so many things, especially in the church that don't get addressed that need to get addressed. And because of our own, you know, concept of religion and being good, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's not, it's not good mm-hmm. and it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, the more, the more I do it and that's the, the, that's, that's when it gets really fun is when you're like up on stage, like, this is really who I am. I'm not mm-hmm. a fake. This is not, I'm not faking it. And these people are enjoying it and accepting it. And you're in a church building uh-huh. or on Sunday that wouldn't be allowed. Right. Right. <laughs> or right. that morning for performing on a Sunday. Sure. <laughs> sure. That's when it gets yeah. really, really fun and, and fulfilling. Um, the being of an audience is so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. It's just cause it's seen as this, this one thing, this one mm-hmm. entity, but it's, it's not it's, that it's really strange trying to connect with each individual human being. I don't even think about it. Cause my mind would explode. Mm. My mind. It's like, why are these people here? <laughs> what? I mean, the, I'm still doing shows in my room as far as I'm concerned when I was mm-hmm. a kid, just, I got my little wiffle ball bat and I've got a record on and I'm, doing an air guitar solo and you know, yeah, I feel like that's the same. <laughs> now people are watching it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I think that's a good place to be. Once you start trying to define it, I think that's when you get yourself in trouble. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is why people are here. Cause I did this thing. And yeah. then you try to do that thing and it's not as organic. And then they're like, wait, mm-hmm. you were that thing. You're not the, th- the thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. And people stop yeah. coming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, and it's great. Like doing this podcast. I mean, we really don't know what it's going to be. I don't, I don't really prepare for it for, for the most part. I mean, yeah. what is it anyway? Relative you're just, ideas. We don't know how long we're going to go. I don't know when this is going to end. Just you reflecting. think you're going to end 30 minutes <laughs> previous mm-hmm. and you just, you're still yeah. talking about comedy and yeah. Um, well, I'm loving doing it. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. It's been a good, it's been a great year. So we've been, I guess if this is like 41, so it's been not quite a year we've been doing the podcast, but pretty close. Yeah, this is 42. 42. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. So I think we do. I think we'll, we'll do some fun things. I think one of the goals, like you said, would be this year to do a a live one with a studio audience, however many people that would be. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, just keep on doing more characters and bringing do, in more uh, elements and potty break trivia. We have people potty come break, up on yes. a panel. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, you never know that could start our own game show. <laughs> that'd be, be fun. <laughs> Make you the host. Sky's the limit. Boo goo, boo goo. <laughs> dink, dink. <laughs> Scuttlebutt. Dink, dink. There was something you said on last week's episode that had me rolling when I was editing. Uh, you were talking about what coach called Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> Benedict. 
Uh, you know, I love that uh, that uh, Winker Schneik uh, pooper yeah, cop. Yeah, who's that guy? What is it? Uh, it's not even close. <laughs> not even close. Oh, what are you watching? Man. Is that a Vizio? Uh, yeah, Dad, you bought it for me. You were with me when we. you told me to buy it. Uh, yeah, yeah, is that a 62-inch? Uh, yes, you know all the specs. You probably have the index card in your pocket right now. You probably washed your pants three times, and that card's still in your pocket. <laughs> those, uh, those new shoes? Those new shoes, Timmy? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I like those shoes. Yeah. Got, yeah I've you still liking those shoes? Eight years. Mm-hmm. He'll, still, he'll still try to give my brother and I clothes. <laughs> yeah, I got some uh, hats. You, uh, you need some hats? No, I don't need your hats. I don't need any of your hats. Poor coach. Because his head is bigger than <laughs> mine, so believe sweet. it or not. <laughs> he had this little He's got tag. a polar bear head. <laughs> This little tag, this paper tag on his shoelaces. Mm-hmm. One of those, like, uh, you know, try them on now tags or whatever yeah. that you find at the store. Mm-hmm. Looks like they were like the demo pair of shoes. <laughs> right. And so he was showing me his shoes and he asked me, asked me about mine. And so I didn't say anything. I was yeah. like, oh, he'll figure it out later. Of course, Josh, of all people, comes along and coaches like, oh, let's do shoes there. Let's do shoes. And Josh was like, yeah. He goes, Coach, you still have the tag on your shoes. And I was like, yeah. of course, Josh, of all people, we're at Thanksgiving. Josh is going to be the one to say that. Coach goes, ah, I might take him back. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh if, there's, if there's one person that's going to tell it tell it like it is, that's Josh. Yeah, that's true. Really? Josh will do that. Oh, yeah. Josh will oh, do that for, for sure, you. Yeah. Unapologetically. You yeah. think that I'm like that? Josh is 10 yeah. times me. Really? Yeah. yeah, like just tell you Dang. stuff like, "What are you doing?" Kind of like, re- like, yeah. Why he is- just doesn't? Um, he doesn't worry about the repercussions. It's awesome. Or I love it. The emotional response. Yeah. That will come from the human being that he's yeah. speaking to. Yeah. Why are you limping <laughs> or, like, or like that kind of stuff? Like why? Are yeah. You- yeah. Because I was like, ah, I'll let it go. You know, he'll he'll find the mm-hmm. tag later. It's not a big deal. And the Josh's like, "Why you have the tag on your shoes? Find <laughs> the tag." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's well, funny. that's like when Johnny W had the canker sore on his lip. I didn't even think about because he's talking like this. But anyway, remember that? Yeah, and I didn't know why he was doing it, but mm-hmm. I didn't even think about calling him on it. <laughs> and then you was it you? You're like, why are you talking like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you heard that episode? No. Johnny W is like talking like this, and his his his, his mouth is zipped like that, and he's doing the whole thing. It's like this, and I noticed it, but I didn't think to say, <laughs> why are you talking like that? And he had a canker right on the front of his lip. <laughs> well, he would get on stage and it would go away. So I was oh. like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And so I was like, dude, why are you talking like that? And he was like, I got a canker sore. And so he would, he didn't want it he to come just, out on the okay. stage. And so he would just fight through it. Uh, yeah, fight through it. And um, <laughs> yeah, Tim really was like, funny. I never would have said that. Yeah. Like, no, never. But you said that within the first words. five that, seconds. Yeah. The first thing yeah. he said, he wasn't even done with his first sentence. Yeah. Hey, hey what are you doing? <laughs> What are you, are you doing, doing right we, now? Then we had him do the intro, and we had put <laughs> yeah. all these S's in the words that you yeah. use. Yeah, yeah well, because I'm the same way. Like, I would never say anything. But, like, I'd usually notice it and want someone else to say it. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. you need the people who will just be like, yeah. You need Why? somebody like that. It depends, on, it depends on who it is. Johnny's always cutting up, and he will not hesitate to poke at me. Mm-hmm. So, I was yeah. absolutely going to be the first person that was like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. 
Must be a Mabry thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we have some interesting uh, relatives. <laughs> we got some interesting relatives. Thanks for supporting the Blues. I'm glad that you're back on the team. This is my only sock cap, so. But yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you're happy. I'm glad you're happy for when this. the Blues win the Stanley Cup, that's when I'll start supporting them. Okay. When they start winning. All right, you're just becoming immature right now. <laughs> That's you what, did lend me your computer yeah. to watch in the sound booth during your show. Yeah, while I was oh, working. Wow. So that was I'm glad to do it. Awesome. Glad to do it. No, I. <laughs> I am. So well, it's like being a Blues fan is right now is, is being a fan of the Cowboys. This is the same thing because I, you, you know, okay, how's it going to fall apart? How's it going to fall apart? What's going to happen this year? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, distracts me from real life. So. All right. You want to wrap it up? Wrap it up. You want to shout outs? Shout outs. Veritas Guitars. Veritas Guitars. <laughs> Casey. Casey hey. from Veritas. Thanks for hooking us up with a couple of axes. <laughs> Thanks for letting us shred the gnar. Some axes. We've had some people tweeting uh, Wreck the Nan at us. It's really... Wrecking the Nan. It's really gaining some traction. What's the Nan? When you, eat the a, nan. when you eat a banana, we call it Wrecking the Nan. Wrecking the Nan. Why? Uh, he said, I'm, I'm wreck, I just wrecked a Nan. <laughs> he just said, I've been, I wrecked and wrecked this. That might this, be a shirt. I'm wrecking like this that. Nan. Yeah. Wrecking a Nan. Yeah. Wrecking a Nan. Uh, go buy Potty Break shirts. Um, Do we have any more freight shirts If left? you have any Christmas money left over, yeah, I think there's freight shirts. Mm -hmm. uh, we have three different freight shirts <laughs> that you can, yeah. you can choose from. Yes. He won't be getting fired so. anytime soon. <laughs> he will keep his job as, as long as we have these shirts, at least. So if you want freight to keep his job, go buy a freight <laughs> shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do a quick shout out once again to Goosehaven bow ties. Oh yeah, they're they're killing it right now. Um, Goosehaven bow ties. They were on Fox News. Uh, Fox News, duh. Uh, St. Louis News uh, last Florida. week did a great job. So go to uh, GooseHavenBowties.com. <laughs> Get your bow tie. Oh, and they're making them for. Can I say for dogs? They're awesome. Making for, did you see the one they make for the, the dogs? I saw Walt. It's hysterical. It's so oh cute. my gosh. It's a That's dog amazing. bow tie. Amazing. That's awesome. It really is a genius idea. Is it does it go around the collar? How does it work? That's I don't know if it doubles as a collar or goes around the collar. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Funny. But it, it looks adorable. Is Walt here? Not right now. Oh, okay. But he's in town, but Okay. I don't know what he's, I think he's doing some last minute he's Christmas shopping. I just pictured him like, <laughs> in driving into town. Right. <laughs> he's in the area. Not sure. He has like those goggles on. <laughs> last minute mm -hmm. Christmas shopping. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. You want to land the plane? Let's land it. Like I'm going to go. He's been circling the runway I know. I'm for like go, 30 minutes. Oh, longer than that. I need to go check my front doorstep for some Amazon boxes. Oh, Gooby Gooby. Christmas time. <laughs> Christmas. You kind of said that like some people say Chris, chicken fingers. Chicken you know, fingers. Like chicken are. fingers. Yeah. Hey. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. I hate Christmas. Goober Oh dear. Wonderful. Good time. Okay. I don't even know what I'm going to do today. <laughs> Levi, Levi's having a party here tonight. And then something else is going on. You need on. a bouncer? Ooh. Ooh. I'll take cash. You want to do door. it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so long as you let me charge. Do you know Krav Maga? What? What? Like is that a is self that a, defense? Like uh, where you can take care of a. I got my own version of Krav Maga. You do? I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> she needs boots? Hey, uh, you know that uh, <laughs> Croc uh, McGriff? <laughs> 
You know where you break people's ankles? Cry. Crank McGriff. You mean cry my god, Dad? Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, oh. I'm bouncing you. Get out of my man cave. Thanks, Coach, for, right. for signing us. Bye, everybody. <laughs>